Welcome to our podcast, We're Not So Different. I'm Samira. And I'm Ali. We're two professionals having real conversations about our experiences at home, work, and out in the community. We tell our stories through the lens of our different backgrounds to just find out that we're not so different. In our podcast, we'll explore ways that we can improve engagement and bridge social gaps while trying to find the humor in it all. Check us out on social media at WNSDifferent or email us at WNSDifferent at gmail.com. Welcome everyone to the next episode of We're Not So Different. Today we're going to talk about the importance of research, the importance of learning, the importance of getting information for yourself, and the importance of not reacting to everything you hear and see before learning the context and the inform the whole, learning the whole story really. Yeah. Ali, what do you want? go ahead and kick us off because I know you're very passionate about that. So part of this it, the reason why we're doing this episode is we were having a bit of a conversation between the two of us about Black Lives Matter the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about Trans Lives Matter being being part of the Black Lives Matter stance. Mm -hmm. We were talking about the concept of defunding the police and what that means Mm -hmm. because we were doing a presentation and someone was saying, hey, don't put defund the police in the appendix because, you know, I know what it means, but other people don't necessarily know what it means. So they were more concerned that we were going to bring it up as a topic and, and basically make it sound like it was being endorsed by the person hosting the event. Right. But at the same time, they wanted it removed. And we were like, no, no. <laughs> we're not going to remove it because it's important whether people agree with it or not. It's important to have the conversation because um, even in the appendix, it's really just these are things to look into, not necessarily do. Right. Um, things to research. And I just, you know, we we're not going to go through the appendix, but uh, <laughs> during a presentation. But yeah, we were having this conversation and about how people aren't really getting the full facts, how yeah. there is a lot of opposition to Black Lives Matter, the organization, yeah, and not necessarily the sentiment Correct. of Black Lives also mattering. Yeah. Um, and it's causing a lot of problems <laughs> because yeah. there are people who don't understand that there's a distinction. Yeah. Right? It, that there is there is the sentiment, Black Lives matter. Right. They do, right? Or yeah. they, they matter too, however you want to say it. Yeah. Black Lives matter. And yeah. we need to pay attention to that. And we Correct. need to start amplifying their voices. And we need to start just l- really just listening Correct. to what has been said for centuries, right? Like what we people have been saying for yeah. so long is just really just listen to what's being said and listen to understand and listen to help versus yeah. judge or defend, right? But it's difficult because people uh, quickly when they say Black Lives Matters, especially people who oppose or who are more conservative, they see some of the alignment with the Black Lives Matters movement, with breaking down um, nuclear family structures into more commu- village type of a structure, and also, you know, really supporting the trans uh, movement. Which I'll be honest, I I never thought there needed to be a distinction between Black trans lives matters. Mm-hmm. To me, 
it was if when we said black lives matters, it means all black lives. Yeah. It so, doesn't matter your orientation, yeah, your religion, yeah. your anything. And, and it didn't even and, matter. And to my from my understanding, they're specifying it because there's even less emphasis put on that, right? There there there's you know, it's it's kinda like what we've talked about before when it comes to um like if everyone is the same color, there'd be a caste system, right? It would be yeah. based on color and then it would be based on sexual orientation. Sure. And that sure. feeds into our previous episode about religion, right? Was when you you believe a dogma or you believe a doctrine, you say, mm-hmm. This is the way that things should be. And if you're not within that specific thing, mm-hmm. right? Because that's one of the big things when people talk about religion is homosexuality is a sin and all those yeah, sorts of yeah. things, right? So it's like, well, if you're already a sinner, that's bad. But if you're a homosexual sinner, that's even worse, right? So we we still categorize things. Mm-hmm. 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 on that scale so to your point that's a piece of it and it, it's smart marketing because they use black lives matter the sentiment and it's also the same name of an organization but let me throw this in because sure. in the work that we've been doing in order to educate i've tried to provide people with this example there are several white nationalist hate groups that start with the two words american freedom mm-hmm. go look them up they're white nationalist groups that's smart marketing, right? Marketers get paid billions of do- yeah. marketing industry is a billion dollar industry specifically to come up with slogans, names, and things that jog your memory. Right. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your right. Like, there <laughs> I literally things- was hearing the song while exactly, you were saying right? that. Right. As soon as you say it, it's there because yeah. that's what you're pick- you're trying to use language and images and colors and music and and music and all yeah. that to bring people in. So they right. named an organization the same thing as a sentiment. Yeah. And now people focus more on the organization than they do the sentiment. And part of what we were talking about, it the theme of this episode is really about doing your own research. Yeah. Because part of it is, yes, you can go on the Black Lives Matter website and they'll have, you know, trans stuff on there and mm-hmm. the nuclear family mm-hmm. separation or, or thinking about it from a village perspective mm-hmm. as opposed to nuclear family. And I'm sure you go to some communities and they're just like, oh, yeah, well, it takes a village to raise a child. And there's thoughts about that, too. But it de- also depends on the faction. You can go to a faction in New York where they're talking about, you know, defending folks when they get jumped on about by police, carrying weapons, those sorts of things. You might go to another faction in L.A. and they're focused on black trans lives. You mm-hmm. might go to Seattle and they're focused on something else. So even within organizations, there are always splits. Yeah, I'll bring up another one. The KKK. <laughs> They have splits. And I'm not comparing the two to mean the same thing. But even within white supremacist organizations, there are still different factions. So you have people that believe solely in hate that will go to a faction and say, hey, I thought you guys stood for this. But they stand for multiple things and it depends on where you go. And I think that's just goes to the point, right? People are layered. Yes. No two people fully really agree on the same thing on everything correct right you know we may stand for this but we i may love pizza you may hate it right right? like right there are going to be the varying opinions and that's why it's so important for us to really start trying to as a society moving away from these labels that and and just assuming that oh because this person is this label that means that they have to believe in this and they have to support a b c and d i mean look at amy cooper right? right she was a liberal Democrat. Democrat. Yep. I love Obama. I love Obama. And then look what she did. Right. So, right. so it's really 
it's really a reality check for us on the reactive side, the audience yes. <laughs> of receiving yes. this material yes. to really check ourselves to yes. before we post, before we reply, before we engage, before we make a decision about or a judgment about someone or something or a cause to sit and be like, let me hear what they have to say. So for example, you know, when the alt-right was really like coming out a lot stronger during mm-hmm. Uh, the initial presidency campaign for Trump uh, four or five years ago, you know, I, I couldn't hear anything they had to say. Yeah. Like I just was like, I can't just anything that related to it. But then, um, but then I did. Mm -hmm. And I listened to just like one or two 15 minute uh, things. And for me, that's all I could tolerate. Like I, I I couldn't tolerate anything more than that. Mm -hmm. But what I really heard from what they were saying is that, they just felt like they were losing their community and their identity, which is interesting, right? Because because they've taken it from everybody else. Well, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they're the descendants of people who took it from everyone Correct. else, yep. right? And that has an impact. Yep. Um, they don't. They don't necessarily all know exactly where they came from. Yeah. Not every Caucasian family has kept good records of what their where their background is. They're, most of them are a mix of all different kinds of European heritage or yeah. Caucasian heritage. And they don't really know. Exa- a lot of them don't know. Some yeah. do. There's a parallel, right, between the African-American community as well, where they don't know. The origin is different. Correct. Right? Like, Caucasians the just stopped yeah, yeah. T- tracking on their own. They yeah. took over, colonized, all those things. But for African-Americans, it was taken from them. Correct. Right? So there is that whole sense of you know, this is my community now and this is about who was I before? Like, where does my yeah. ancestry come from? Right. But the black community, because you have your own, uh, you have your own culture, mm-hmm. right? You have your style, you have swag, you have language, you have all of this different things that makes you very uniquely, uh, very, just very unique, right? You yeah. have your own stuff. White people don't have that, right? So they hang on to the only thing that they know, which is being white mm-hmm. and wanting to be pure and wanting wanting everyone to quote unquote thrive on their own. And it's like, it's too late for that. You already colonized and destroyed everything. You can't just come somewhere and say <laughs> right. everyone should be, I, you know, I think most of us would be like, yeah, I'd love to have a thriving Iranian community right next to a thriving African-American community, right, right next to a thriving Latino community, or Asian community. Like that would be really cool, but that's yeah. not the reality of the world you live in. And, you know, for all of the historical context behind it. Right. And so when I heard that, that's, you know, it just made me realize that as we're having these DNI conversations, we just need to be mindful that when you have these young, impressionable kids or even, you know, people who are in a space of trying to figure out who they are, they're going to go to whoever makes them feel at home. True. A lot of True. gang people who join gangs. It's not necessarily because they believe in that life, yes. although some do. There's they something glorify it. But the, a lot, lot of them, times, yeah. it's their family. They, yeah. it, it, it's that home. And so I think when we, when I learned to understand that, and I saw that, that that was the case for a lot of people, obviously not all of the people, but that was one perspective, it helped me it helped me have more powerful conversations. It helped me, you know, when we started the employee resource group, it was really the driver into saying, okay, we're going to have a resource group that represents MENA, the Middle East and North Africa, but we're going to add Europe in it. 
mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. That was one of the reasons. Another reason is because of of the colonization, right? Or also the fact that Europe has taken so many refugees over the last few years from the MENA region. So there is that blend. There is there is that transectionality that it's just continuous and historical. So it just made sense. And it also gives these people who don't know where to identify a space to say, hey, if you're of European heritage, uh, you have a seat at the table. Yeah. Right. You come and be a part of this and be part of the conversation. You know, you may not have as much to say as us right now, but be a part of the conversation. Hear what we have to say. Engage, participate, you know, have a voice. So it just... It's amazing what we'll learn and find when we stop to think, like even with the Black Lives Matters, right? Uh, It was, there was an argument on Facebook. Sometimes I get into them and I troll people. (laughs) But but someone was pointing out like how, saying how Black Lives Matters was destroying, you know, family structures and things like that. And they're they're saying the organization. The organization. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. So now I can't even say the words. And right. And this is this is this is the country that's hell bent on freedom of speech. This is America. I can say whatever the you know what I mean. But now, now all of a sudden, I you because you associate it with this one thing, and it very well may be associated with something that you don't like. Right. Not that it's wrong. It's just an aspect that you don't like. Yeah. But like I told someone else. To your point, it's funny because you mentioned that, that people were like, there's no way, you know, someone reached out to me. There's no way I can stand by that organization or donate, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, that's fine. It's no problem. I said, think about this, though. David Duke was a grand wizard of the KKK. He served on the House of Representatives for for Louisiana. Can I throw away my government because they hire racists? No, I still got to fund them. Right. Right. So this is the point of learning so that you understand that, oh, you know what? Black Lives Matter, the sentiment. Yeah. What are people in the street about? Right. Are they in the street because they're saying, we are saying there should no longer be a nuclear family? That it, no, no, no. The signs are saying Breonna right. Taylor. The right. signs are saying my life is worth as much as yours. The yeah. signs are saying George Floyd and Elijah McClain and Ahmaud Arbery and Atlanta Jefferson and everyone else. Right. It's saying, treat me the same way. So what we pro- try to promote in the work that you and I do mm-hmm. is specifically, even though you hear a name and you think about an organization, mm-hmm. look at what people, when you're talking about protesting or pe- peaceful or otherwise, look at what people are saying. Right. When I tell you a story about what I'm concerned about, think about the words that I'm saying and say, okay, great. I may not necessarily believe in Black Lives Matter, the organization, Mm -hmm. but I do understand the concept that black people are not treated with the same value and respect that people of other nationalities and ethnicities are. And I either want to help that or I don't want to help that. But if you do want to help it and you do think fundamentally the concept of a human life is equal and important, Mm -hmm. Get your face out of Black Lives Matter, the organization's ass, and go go, go use that energy to support something else. It's not the yeah, only organization the out only, there. I don't donate to them. I don't either. Right? But <laughs> right? I, I totally support the sentiment. Exactly. I will hashtag it. I will say it. You know, no shame at all. Um, but there are so many organizations that are doing more specific and, and just... Like for me, I'm more about, I will donate to things that are directly impact supporting the communities in my state. 
yeah. that are in need. Yeah. You know, like nonprofits in Oakland, family business, like uh, people of color that own businesses that are struggling right now. Things that are like going to help the community yeah. I live in. And also, and then my other go-to is people who are pushing for legislature change. Yes. Right. Yes. So ACLU, ADL, right. things like that, that right. are, that are, um, you know, out there to try to really drive system changes, exactly. right? Holding people accountable. And that's my choice. Right. Yeah. I choose to you do choose that. You choose to do that. Yeah. I have no opinions about how you want to spend your money, <laughs> right. how you how you yeah. want to fund it. If you're if you have a specific belief in or community you want to help, then that's cool. Go help that. All we're saying is is don't discredit yeah. anything until you really understand it until you, and you really need to learn it and understand the issues too because that they're out you know it was on the heels of George Floyd so to me it's funny that well you understand the George Floyd piece of it but you're purposely look and here's the other thing about people make sure you're not purposely trying to discredit it yeah make sure you're not looking you're purposely looking for a way out yeah. so i had someone and i'm not going to put put folks on blast but I'll just say this. A person <laughs> responded to an email by saying like, oh, I was encouraged to donate to Black Lives Matter and I don't like the organization, yada, yada, yada. So I said, okay, send me the email. Mm -hmm. So a few days later, they sent the email. Mm -hmm. That's not what the person wrote. Uh. They didn't even write that. They wrote, hey, if you're interested in this, then you can do this. Here's a couple ideas for places that you can donate. It's purely up to you, but there's a lot more organizations out there to donate to. Yeah. Then it listed three organizations, none of which were Black Lives Matter. <laughs> but one, but they listed little quotes next to them. Oh, one of them was wow. a person in office who was Latina, and that person didn't necessarily like that person because, oh, they said defund the police. right? And that means yeah. 1,200 police officers won't have jobs. And then the other, the other person that they had a quote from was somebody who was a co-founder of Black Lives Matter, but it wasn't even saying to donate to that organization. But all they saw was, was Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Yeah. So for them, and that's where I say, that's when you need to take a breath and step back. And this is what we're talking about mm -hmm. with both conscious and this falls into unconscious bias. Yeah. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to come to grips with the history. Yeah. I don't want to admit that it's not just about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. I don't want to admit that not all people are created equal. I don't want to admit that I do have privilege. I don't want to admit, admit that I was wrong. I don't want to admit that I was wrong and how I benefit. So my brain is already hardwired yeah. to be defensive. So now as soon as I saw that name, that I now, I now dismissed everything else. Yeah. And I even went over with that person that first sentence that said, if you're interested, and I broke down every part. I said, right. if you're interested means you can or you can't. Does it not? Well, yes, it does. Okay. This next sentence says, here are a few organizations, but the but the choices are bountiful. What does that mean? That you can do research and find a bunch of other organizations. And the person even admitted like, yeah, after I read it, I kind of real Exactly. Good. So this good. is good. good. This is the purpose really of talking. Good. This is the purpose good. of educating. This yeah. is the purpose of interacting with those who may not agree with us. And so from there, we can now have a discussion about sentiment. We yeah. can now have a discussion about, well, what does it mean to do this? And I had a conversation with someone else unrelated where they were asking me what to do. And I, I simply said this, if you think that education is important for all, then donate to an organization that specifically supports education in low-income neighborhoods for minorities. Exactly. That's all you have to you don't have to you don't have to take on the whole world. You don't have to donate to BLM. You don't just pick the thing that you think is important because we know the playing field has never been level. Right. So pick education, pick policy, 
pick something to do with, you know, getting kids in STEM mm-hmm. or, or getting kids, you know, in in athletic programs that they're not typically a part of, like soccer or skiing or whatever. Pick whatever thing that it is that you want mm-hmm. and say, I want to try to help that community because I recognize that there is an issue. Mm-hmm. So I will donate to that. I'll donate to the ACLU because I know they're fighting policy cases. I'll donate to whatever. But they want to pinpoint something to discredit it. And that's mm-hmm. where I would challenge people. Check yourself at the door. Yeah. Where What is your mindset? And are you doing what we talked about earlier, the learning mm-hmm. even? Because mm-hmm. the first step is, do I even give a shit? Right. 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 Do I want to? So I got to check my conscious bias. Right. Then I got to check my unconscious bias. Why am I speaking negatively about this thing? Right. Right. Because the issue of inequality and injustice is massive and it's huge. And we've talked about it over a range of all the podcasts that we've done. Any aspect of society you want to cover, we've probably covered two or three of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Ad nauseum. So. After you do the unconscious piece of it, then you say, okay, cool. This is, in this case, BLM, right? Or let's switch it. Let's switch to defunding the police. Sure. Because that's another popular one. Defunding the police. I'm angry. Defund the police. Are we going to be out here and lawless? Is it going to be like the old West where all the white boys walked around with six shooters and just took land and did whatever they wanted to do? That's the last time it was lawless, right? Is it going to be that except it's not all them. It's going to be other groups involved too. So now I'm uncomfortable. That's the first check. Right. Then the other check is, well, let me listen to the actual conversation about defund the police. So I've checked my conscious bias at the door. I checked my unconscious bias at the door. Now I'm asking myself, what am I upset about when I hear defund the police? Mm -hmm. Do I really think that they mean get rid of all police and take it back to the wild, wild west when you guys, when people were slaughtering the Native Americans? Are we talking anarchy here? What are we talking talking about, right? No, they're probably not talking about that, but what are they talking about? So the person that mentioned the, the woman in Congress who's Latina... And oh, she supports the funding police, and that's twelve hundred police officers that are not going to be that are not going to have jobs. Right. And so, so I said this. I said, well, let's take a step back from that. Yeah, defunding the police. Their budget in New York is six billion dollars or something right. like that. Defunding the police is simply saying this. And I said, let's be clear on this. I said, I'm gonna come from your angle, and then I'm gonna come from the other angle. Right. Your angle is this. I don't want police officers to be without jobs. Great. I said, what do the police say about their job? They say that we are not equipped to handle mental health issues Mm -hmm. and we're being called on that we're not equipped to handle homelessness and social care issues we're being called on those we're not equipped to handle drug issues like the opioid crisis and others and we're being called to do that so the police have said themselves Mm -hmm. they are being asked to do too much right defund means take your budget that you're giving to the police that is swallowed up in those services instead of defunding those mental health services those social programs put money back into those programs so you're not asking police officers police officers to do things they are not trained to do based on that six months and six months is in california six months training and then three more three months on the job and california has the longest training out of some of the states and it's only that. Let you, but if you go to Finland, right. you got to study criminal justice for two years, go for training for a year. Like it's a lot more rigorous in other places. So that's one aspect. Here's and I told her here's the other aspect to defund the police. In, I think the stop and frisk metrics, something around six hundred thousand in New York, right? Ten mm-hmm. percent were whites, fifty percent were blacks. Right. So half of that is three hundred thousand black stops, sixty thousand white stops. 
what they caught on black folks was somewhere around what they caught when they caught white people with illegal weapons, substances, et cetera, mm -hmm. was around 5%. You know what it was for blacks? Mm -hmm. The same, if not less. Mm -hmm. So let's make it easy and just do a hundred. So we have a hundred people that we stopped mm -hmm. out. Of, we stopped 10 white people and 5% of them had something on them. Mm -hmm. We stopped, we stopped 50 black people and 5% of them have something on them. Yeah. So my question then would be, if you made 50 stops and only 5% was 5% had something wrong on them. First of all, 5% is not passing anywhere. Right. Like I, if I got 5% on a test, that's below an F. That's like, I didn't even show up. Yeah. That's like what you get when you, you don't. You barely got your name right. You put your name. Yeah. I, I misspelled my name and got the year on the date wrong and I got 5% on a test. Right. So I, I told her, I said, so think about it from that perspective. If you are a minority in that area, and the police are stopping you at a 50% rate yeah. and finding nothing. How much in resources are you providing to those officers to walk the beat, be in street clothes, yeah. work, work overtime, double time, whatever the case may be. You funded several hundred thousands of stops right. that have a 5% yield on them. Right. That's failing. Yeah. Right. The same thing with raids specifically in Minneapolis and all over the country, 60,000 plus raids every year. Right. And more than half of them yield no criminality. Mm -hmm. That's a 50% pass rate. That's failing. Right. So when the people are talking about it, you need to look at it. And this is the learning piece. Learn on both ends of the conversation. Mm -hmm. One is the police saying, I don't have the resources I need to do my job properly. Mm -hmm. You're asking me to do, do something that I can't. Stop paying me to do. I'm not saying they're saying stop paying them to do that. Right. I'm saying stop paying them to do that. Right. Fund the places that need it. And on the flip side, if we look at the systemic piece of it, let's just cover raids and stop and frisk alone. Yeah. They both fail right. and you're paying people to fail right. and inadvertently destroying the lives of the people, right. the ripple effects of being harassed on the street. Traumatized. Philando Castillo was yep. stopped 49 times in, in four or five years, something crazy, right? And stopped that last time for a broken taillight and he lost his life. How much are you paying that one police officer, those two or three police officers to stop this one person that many times for quote unquote minor traffic violations like a busted taillight? Is that good use of police funds. Right. This is what we're talking about with the raids. You're going to minority communities 80% of the time and ending up with a 50% pass rate. Right. Is that a good use for having 15 SWAT team members with fully automatic right. weapons, full gear, the tank, the little mini tank right. on the front right. end, the right. back end, you got to have 10 dudes in the front, 10 dudes. How much did you pay for that to break right. into these folks' houses and harass the shit out of their kids? And kill some of them. And kill, and kill some of them. Or in some cases, you're acting on data that's four months old right. or Brianna Taylor's ex-boyfriend that's two years old. Right. Right. Like, so that's what people are talking about. And right. that's the systemic piece. That's the pay piece. That's the police piece. That's the black folks piece. Right. That's the ripple effect for the kids that now need therapy. That's the busted glass on the doors and the windows that they have to fix because the police office, police department will not pay for them to fix it, yeah. even though they have tanks and military weapons. Like, this is what we're talking about when we right. talk about learning and education. Don't just have a knee-jerk reaction to something and say, oh, this is bullshit. Right. 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 And just look into the issue. Because it didn't come from a source that you identify with as being uh, valid or credible or 
you know, aligned with your faith and your beliefs or your political party or your agenda. Right. You don't, you, we really as a society need to do a much better job of, of just checking ourselves when people say things and checking our reactions and our, our knee jerk reactions and just being like, okay, I need to take a breath so that I can actually listen to what this person is saying and then respond with facts. Yes. Right. Or if you don't have them, ask the first question. Tell me more. Tell me more. If you don't know, like you did with, and I love that you brought up the alt-right because I, because even though, and then we did a, a episode on religion and I mentioned in that episode that I listen to atheists. Mm-hmm. I listen to Richard Dawkins. I listen to others. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about how you think it. Let me under let me understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from. So when you mention the alt right, that is a threat to them. Yeah. They feel as though they don't have a community, they don't have a home. Yeah. And all we're saying is, well, okay, that I don't have an issue with that. And that's that. what I heard from it. And I when I shared that in uh one of our ERG meetings and I and I I shared that example. I actually got an email back and saying, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Like, that's exactly like you really nailed it. Like that's, that is, that has been my experience and I don't know what to do. Um, and I'm grateful that that person felt comfortable enough to be part of our employee resource group and, and, and yeah. to participate in the session because now it's like, okay, but you're here now. So this is your community. Yeah. And, right? we, like, and we want everybody to be comfortable. We're, it, we're just know? we're just saying we're just saying we we're don't want to be exclusionary hate like yeah. other people are, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah. we're inclusive, and and that's where we all just need to kind of get ourselves to be where it's like we we really it's that need. And I get it because it becomes like this physical experience, yeah. right? When someone says something that triggers you, or you just shut down, you can feel the shift in your mind, your yep. body. And that's not a necessarily a healthy place to be anyways, physically. So when you feel that, you really just got to pay more attention to where am I right now that I'm feeling this way? And let me not say or do anything when I'm in this space. Like when they, people say, don't make a decision when you're angry. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry, you know? Oh man, (laughs) do not go to Costco when you are hungry. (laughs) Things like that. There are reasons that we say those things because you're not in the right state of mind. Correct. So take a step back, breathe, you know, before you share something on social media, read the article. Don't just Right, all the way through. All the way through. Don't Don't read the headline. Read the headline. There are so many headlines out there where it's like, okay, that's actually not. Even like people who are my friends, who are allies, who are supporting the cause, it's like, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing that. However, it's not true, or however, it's outdated, and that's not yeah. happening anymore. So let's yeah. let's be real. Like let's not let's not share fake propaganda because it pushes in a specific agenda. Yep. Let's be fair and honest and real about these things. And I do want to ask you this. There's a lot of conversation around um, holding social media platforms accountable. Oh yeah, the whole Facebook right? thing the on hate speech. Hates, they, they said they had the civil rights leader had meetings hate, yeah, with them to had, say you need to. So what what's the stance to get rid of hate speech altogether? I think so. I think what they're trying to say is that that they because people are getting their news and information from social media yeah but social media is not a news platform it's not right so anybody can post anything yeah and so what they're trying to say is that we need to draw a line and say 
you are not allowed to have hate groups. Mm. You are like actual private groups that promote hateful language or yep. hateful ideology. You are not allowed to prom- to to have any type of hate speech. You are not allowed to to you know push false. Uh, advertisements and and agendas, you know, like false so political lie. type lies and okay. stuff yeah, like yeah. that. That you can't promote those types of things. Because um, the same people are too stupid to, to know the difference. We are. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah. I mean, especially especially in this world right now, where yeah. there is so much technology that yeah. you know, there was an article I read, and I don't know how true it was, but just just for consideration in the type of world that we live in. That a lot of the you know anti-maskers and um, and things like that, people like that, are actually bots. Mm, right, like right, it's right. not actually so, people yeah, 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 promoting yeah, yeah. it, but yeah, because it yeah. has a picture of a person and yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. fake. So you don't really know right. who is doing what, yeah. what's actually coming from a person, what is a, a validated account and uh, who's going to spend the time to do that research there's millions yeah, of accounts yeah, out there yeah. i'm not going to go in and research every single post every single thing so it's it, it's especially important like if you're going to see these things be mindful of what you're sharing yeah. you know is it true is there what is what is the reaction going to be yeah. is it going to be divisive is it going to be informative is it going to be uh, what is what is it that what is the consequence of posting that? Yeah, and then f- put some thought into that before you post. Don't just click share, 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 share. Like, I, I posted a video once of um, uh, of someone getting arrested or attacked or something, and someone like was applauding, and I knew who the person was, and I knew that they didn't understand what was happening in the video because <laughs> it was in English and they don't speak English. And I was just like, and I just responded, why did you applaud? Did you even watch it or just because you love me and you just like to like everything I yeah. post oh, in my right, story? Right, 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 right. And so it's, I was just like, you guys need to pay attention to what it is you're drawing yeah. attention to. Watch the to. whole video, read watch the whole Watch the whole article. video, yeah. see what, what it's saying. Yeah. So I think as a society, and it goes back to our comments about education. Yeah. Right? You know, comments about education, our comments about um, religion in previous episodes, um, you know, where we talk about, you know, when, when you are raised in an environment, in a society where you're not allowed to question, you're not allowed to question faith. You're not allowed to question authority. You're not allowed to, or, you know, in my son's case, one thing that he doesn't like about the education system is that he wants to understand why he's a contrarian like yourself. He's a debater. So he has a lot of that. And I get it. Not every teacher wants to deal with that, but even at a college level, when he would question something like a theory or something, the professor was saying, the professor was not willing to engage. Yeah. Like it's like, even in college, there's not that level of engagement. Like let's debate it. Let's talk about it. It's indoctrination. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but it's indoctrination. School is is an indoctrination is, is how you indoctrinate people to believe and teach a certain thing. Absolutely. Just like we've learned about history. Like, I mean, I know there's an old reference, but Christopher Columbus discovered America. Like they taught it for hundreds of years. Like, so that's indoctrinating. You know that that's not a fact. You know that it's not real. And holidays celebrating right. it. We it's, have... it's indoctrination to a belief system or a structure that wants you to believe, act, perform in a specific right. way. Right. And it's so imperative to our communities to really take responsibility for that and to stop. 
Like yeah. we as people need to stop. Yeah. We need to do better. We need to be smarter. We need to be well-learned. We need to be willing to interact with each other and engage with each other and talk to each other and learn from each other. Yeah. Because, and, and listen, like if, even if you don't believe someone or you think someone's being playing the victim role or whatever it is, consider the possibility that what they're saying is true mm-hmm. go in with that mindset play this game consider the possibility yeah. consider that what this person is saying is true and if it is how how would you feel if that happened to you correct right yeah. what impact would that have if it was true yeah right like even if you don't believe in systemic systemic racism mm-hmm. you don't believe in it that's fine but play the game yeah. Consider that it is. Yep. And if it was true, what would that look like? Yeah, I'll, I'll show you. I'll right? show you some information in your own documents to say, you know, don't lend the blacks, don't sell the blacks, right. don't. You know right, what I mean? Right. And it, it's well, imp- even it's outside of to- that, because we're not talking about people who want to read, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> or right. or want to learn. We're talking about people who don't want to put that effort in. But it's like at the very minimum, just play the game and consider the possibility that that Ali's experience is true mm-hmm. it's real and it's valid how would that make you feel and then maybe for a second you might understand why people are so angry yeah why they're maybe upset. for yeah. a second you would say man if i was getting pulled over all the time for no reason or if i went to school and people didn't treat me the same way and mm-hmm. i got in trouble for things that Johnny over there did as well and didn't get into trouble for. I got suspended or I got sent to the principal's office and he was just told to sit down, Mm -hmm. right? Or he didn't get a gold star. So, you know, the the consequence was less. If you grew up in that world, what, what, how do you think that would have shaped you? How do you think that would have impacted you? Just play that game. It's just a practice of empathy. You don't have to believe it, but you, you can play the game and you can say, okay, I can see how from your perspective, that's how it would be. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so now what? Then from there, you might be able to have a real conversation and be open to hearing some actual facts of history (laughs) and data, Yeah. but you got to get people even to just be open to the possibility of that. And, And, Go ahead. No, I was saying I, I, I like the fact that you brought up the alt-right specifically because there is truth in what they're saying. And just like with anything else, right, the alt-right or BLM, there are factions. There are going to be some people right. that are alt-right that are that are talking violence and hate. Yeah. There's some people on BLM, the organization, that are talking violence and hate. And right. then, there's, then there's the core values. Then there's the overarching, right. okay, let's get rid of saying alt-right and let's get rid of saying BLM. Right. What are you fighting for? What is the exactly. overall concern? And the concern is, I, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm alt white. I'm a person who has lost touch with their culture and their history, and I'm looking for a place to belong. Yeah. And if you talk to persons, I'm not Black Lives Matter, the organization. I am just a black man who's been mistreated over centuries, and I'm just looking for equality and equity. Then it's like, oh, okay, got it. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. take the name off of exactly. it. Take the name off of it and exactly. take the individual factions exactly. off of it. And that's what we're talking about. And that's what we're talking about. Yep. And challenging people to do is 
to learn and engage in conversation. If you don't want to go do the research yourself, which I get sometimes, mm-hmm. but if you meet someone who has that stance, say, tell me more, even if you really don't want to know more. Yeah. But give yourself, force yourself into a conversation so that they can explain things to you. Because you're going to find, you're going to find fanatics on either side of the fence when it comes to anything. Absolutely. We're talking about weeding those people out mm-hmm. and getting to the core of an issue. To what, the majority to of the majority, people exactly, that exactly. are the more silent, unfortunately. Exactly. We're not as loud as the other people. But the majority of people really do want what's best for everyone. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they can just focus on themselves. It doesn't mean that they that just might be what they're talking about all the time. But it doesn't mean that they want someone else to have less, right? right? And even in slogans too, like we talked about defund the police, like don't yeah. just say, oh, they're talking about taking money away from the police, knee-jerk reaction, yeah. which is that's BS, they keep me safe. But you need to ask, do they keep everyone safe the right. same way? Do they treat everyone the same way? Mm-hmm. What's going on with the police departments? What are their issues? What are they complaining about? What makes their life difficult? And as you have these conversations, then information comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Perspective comes out of that. And you can say, hey, you know what? There's a bridge that's now been built and I now am closer to you and I understand what's going on. Right. And I'm not going to knee jerk every time I hear these things, but actually talk to somebody who's not a bot but right. a, real a real person who has real facts, real experiences. Right. And then that that's how we come together. Absolutely. Because hate speech is very specific. Yeah. Hate speech, is, you know what hate speech is because mm-hmm. it's kill, get away from me, I hate yeah. you, I hope you die. Right. right? But anything else in that. You deserve to live. You yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But there's speech out there that's not hate speech. It's just, it's information that you refuse to hear. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening to our episode. Please follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WNS Different. You can also look us up on Facebook and all of your favorite podcast platforms by searching We're Not So Different. We also have a website where you can listen to all of our episodes. That's www.wnsdifferent.com. You can also email us at wnsdifferent at gmail.com if you have any questions or feedback and please don't forget to subscribe review and share thanks and until next time please stay safe